Okay, boys, the next chapter is called Cattle in the Hay. Summer was gone and winter was coming, and now it was time for Pa to make a trip to town. Here in Minnesota, town was so near that Pa would be gone only one day, and Ma was going with him. She took Carrie because Carrie was too little to be left far from Ma, but Mary and Laura were big girls. Mary was going to be nine, and Laura was going to be eight, and they could stay home and take care of everything while Pa and Ma were gone. For going to town, Ma made a new dress for Carrie from pink calico that Laura had worn when she was little. There was enough of it to make Carrie a pink sunbonnet. Carrie's hair had been in curl papers all night. It had long and golden round curls, and when Ma tied pink sunbonnet strings under Carrie's chin, Carrie looked like a rose. Ma wore her hoop skirt and her best dress, the beautiful chalice with little strawberries on it that Ma had worn uh, to the sugar dance at Grandma's long ago in the big woods. Now be good, girls, Laura, Mary, was the last thing that she said. She was on the wagon seat with Carrie beside her. Their lunch was in the wagon. Pa took up the ox goad. We'll be back before down, sundown, he promised. I hope, he said to Pete and Bright, and the big ox and the little, wag little one leaned into their yoke and the wagon started. Goodbye, Pa. Goodbye, Ma. Goodbye, Carrie. Goodbye. Laura and Mary called after it. Slowly, the wagon went away. Pa walked beside the oxen. Ma and Carrie, the wagon, and Pa all grew smaller till they were all gone into the prairie. The prairie seemed big and empty then, but there was nothing to be afraid of. There was no wolves, no Indians. Besides, Jack stayed close to Laura. Jack was a responsible dog. He knew he must take care of everything when Pa was away. That morning, Mary and Laura played by the creek among the rushes. They did not go near the swimming hole. They did not touch the straw stack. At noon, they ate corn dodgers and molasses and drank the milk that Ma had left for them. They washed their tin cups and put them away. Laura wanted to play on the big rock, but Mary wanted to stay in the dugout. She said that Laura must stay there, too. Ma can make me, said Laura, but you can't. I can so, said Mary. When Ma's not here, you have to do what I say because I'm older. You have to let me have my way because I'm littler, said Laura. That's Carrie. It isn't you, Mary told her. And if you don't do what I say, I'll tell Ma. I guess I can play where I want to, said Laura. Mary grabbed at her, but Laura was too quick. She darted out, and she would have run up the path, but Jack was in the way. He stood stiff, looking across the creek. Laura looked, and she screeched, Mary! The cattle were all around Pa's haystacks, and they were eating the hay. They were tearing it into the stacks with their horns and gouging it gouging out hay, eating it and trampling over it. There would be nothing less left to feed Pete and Bright and Spot in the winter time. Jack knew what to do. He ran growling down the steps to the footbridge. Pa was not there to save the haystacks. They must drive those cattle away. Oh, we, we can't, we can't, Mary said, scared. 
but Laura ran behind Jack, and Mary came after her. They all went over the creek and past the spring. They came up on the prairie, and now they saw the fierce big cattle quite near. The longhorns were gouging, the thick legs trampling and jostling, and wide mouths were bawling. Mary was too scared to move. Laura was too scared to stand still. She jerked Mary along, and she saw a stick and grabbed it up and ran yelling at the cattle. Jack ran at them, growling. A big red cow swiped, swiped at him with her horns, but he jumped behind her, and she snorted and galloped. All the other cattle ran, humping and jostling after her, and Jack and Laura and Mary ran after them. But they could not chase those cattle away from the haystacks. The cattle ran around and around, in between the stacks, jostling and bawling, and tearing off hay and trampling it. More and more hay slid off the stacks, and Laura ran panting and yelling and waving her stick. The faster she ran, the faster the cattle went. Black and brown and red, brindle and spotted cattle, big with awful horns, and they would not stop wasting the hay. Some tried to climb over the toppling stacks. Laura was hot and dizzy, and her hair was unbraided and blue in her eyes, and her throat was rough from yelling, but she kept on yelling and running and waving her stick. She was too scared to hit one of those bighorn cows. More and more hay kept coming down, and faster and faster they trampled over it. Suddenly, Laura turned round and ran the other way. She faced the big red cow coming around the haystack. The huge legs and shoulders and terrible horns were coming fast. Laura could not scream now, but she jumped at that cow and waved her st stick, and the cow tried to stop, but all the other cattle were coming behind her, and she couldn't. She swerved and ran away across the plowed ground, all the others galloping after her. Jack and Laura and Mary chased them farther and farther away from the hay, for into the high prairie glasses they chased those cattle. Johnny Johnson rose out of the prairie, rubbing his eyes. He had been laying asleep in the warm hollow of a grass. "'Johnny! Johnny!' Laura screeched. "'Wake up! Watch the cattle!' "'You'd better!' Mary told him. Johnny Johnson looked at the cattle grazing in the deep grass, and he looked at Laura and Mary and Jack, and he did not know what had happened, and they could not tell him, because the only words they knew, the only words he knew, were Norwegian. They went back through the high grasses that dragged at their temp trembling legs. They were glad to drink at the spring, and they were glad to be in the quiet dugout and sit down to rest well boys sleep well i love you good night